The use of the antimalarial chloroquine can provide the selective pressure for E. coli to develop fluoroquinolone resistance. That's according to a study presented in Washington, which was inspired by some bacteria collected in Guyana. This finding may not seem too unlikely. After all, fluoroquinolone molecules are pretty similar to chloroquine. But still, according to lead investigator Ross Davidson, it could have some important implications. He began by telling me about how this research began. The history is it was a medical mission that went to Guyana, collected a number of specimens from the indigenous population. We brought them back to the lab and what we found was that over 7% of individuals there had highly resistant bacteria, or bacteria which were resistant to the fluoroquinolones. So the question became, what was causing this resistance? We know that in order to get quinolone resistance, you need some form of selective pressure. That pressure didn't appear to exist. They were totally quinolone naive. So the hypothesis was generated, perhaps it's chloroquine, given its similarity to the fluoroquinolones, perhaps it was the chloroquine that was actually providing the selective pressure. So we simply went back to the lab, we took fully susceptible strains of E. coli, and we exposed them to chloroquine. After a time, we noticed a decreased susceptibility to ciprofloxacin. We went in, we did the molecular work, we found out that the chloroquine had selected for a, what's called a gyre mutation, which is a common mutation associated with fluoroquinolone resistance. We then further exposed those isolates to, to more chloroquine, and again develop the second mutation and then develop what we would call high-level quinolone resistance. So we've proven that the hypothesis in the laboratory that quinolone naive cells which are exposed to chloroquine can in fact select for fluoroquinolone resistance. Right, so you've obviously got these results kind of from material from Guyana but um, I suppose it must be happening elsewhere in the world as well if it's happening in that country. Yeah, the premise here would be that if fluoroquine is, is causing or responsible for fluoroquinolone resistance in Guyana, it's probably responsible for quinolone resistance all over the globe. The beauty of this study was that we were looking at a quinolone naive population, so we can actually prove the point without any quinolone contamination to muddy the water, as it were. So yeah, the, the, the far-reaching implications of this is that this is another molecule which is widely prescribed worldwide and is likely causing, at least in part, some of the fluoroquinolone resistance that we're seeing develop all over the globe. There are other antimalarials as well, such as mefloquine. I mean, could they also be having this kind of effect or interaction? It's an excellent question, and the answer to that is we don't know. We really need to go back to the lab and determine if that's true or not. In the absence of that, though, I mean, I would say that chloroquine is an old molecule and, frankly, has limited effectiveness in most places in the world. And I think that this is just another piece of evidence to suggest that we should be moving to some of the more and better effective antimalarials. Ross Davidson from the Queen Elizabeth II Health Sciences Centre in Halifax, Nova Scotia.